Jason. Thanks for listening to The Slippery Slope. So, I want to get through a couple of different articles today. Again, talking about vaccination, COVID-19. Very sorry. But that is still top of the list of news items at the moment in Australia. This news item, uh, this news article that I wanted to discuss first up from Sky News. I'll read this headline to you, go through a little bit. Now, it's uh, Berejiklian, don't assume unvaccinated will have all freedoms at 80%. Berejiklian, obviously, the New South Wales Premier. Uh, So, reading through this article, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian says not to assume the unvaccinated will have the same freedoms as the vaccinated once the state reaches 80% double-dosed. She goes on to say, obviously, once we get to 70% double-dose vaccination, we have outlined the freedoms that exist for vaccinated people. However, don't assume that at 80% double-dose vaccination, that unvaccinated people are going to have all those freedoms, Ms. Berejiklian said. Now, I'd just like to point something out. Since when is it the government's right to grant freedom to people who aren't criminals, to to people who choose not to do something as is their choice, as is their ability to choose, okay? It's not up to the government and it's definitely not up to Ms. Berejiklian to grant freedom, freedoms to people, to other people, to people who who have a right to choose. And, and, And... Quite frankly, it's not up to them to give that whether they have a right to choose or not. It's it's up to everyone. It's, it's your body. We, like I've said before, you know, there was always this chance around when it came to abortions about my body, my choice. But apparently when it comes to vaccination, my body, my choice goes right out the window. Now, so she believes it's up to her to give this these freedoms. And... I'll just say it's not up to her regardless of whether she is the premier regardless of whether she becomes the prime minister who cares it's still not up to her freedom isn't something that governments really give and they can give okay um as as i've stated before i'm a christian if you go back to the very beginning in the bible okay the whole reason in, in, Genesis, in Genesis when Adam and Eve uh, bit, ate of the fruit, sorry, and, um, and sin entered the world. Now, this all happened because they had the freedom to choose. And, you know, God didn't make robots. He gave us free will. It's our, it, that's ours. That is ours. And someone can't take that away from us. We still have free will, and it's, it doesn't—it uh, doesn't rely on Berejiklian to say you can have the same freedoms or you are free. It's not yours to give. I am free. We are all free, Berejiklian, and uh, <laughs> that's just my opinion. I'm going on for a. Uh, let's go through another article. That one was short and sweet. And this one, I think, it really shows the disingenuous nature in which ABC News reports, okay? They'll they'll put out a story, 
and yet if it's not really the narrative that they like if it doesn't suit their narrative and what they've been pushing they always put a negative spin on it and i think this this article here really highlights this attitude um so abc news this title is have climate deniers fueled the rise of anti-vaxxers okay it's uh by the business editor ian verender so i'll just read a little bit and explain why i have this point of view so it says not sure if you have noticed but there is a curious crossover in political ideology right now as an increasingly vocal number of australians being pushed back begin pushing back against COVID 19 vaccinations i'll go on to read some other parts uh, so social media has become the battleground in a fight largely founded on misinformation and fear now for starters that's their opinion okay this is what i mean about disingenuous they're saying it's misinformation that's that's not reporting that's just someone giving their opinion i i come on here i tell you this is my opinion i'm doing a podcast this is my opinion this is supposed to be reporting um but it's not it's really his his opinion that is misinformation go on it has given voice to a minority who genuinely believe that vaccines not only having nothing to offer can be harmful and in extreme cases that authorities are attempting to exert controls over their lives this has led to heated debate scorn and ridicule but can we really blame them for their perceived sense of powerlessness and frustration no we we should be actually blaming the media in quite a large uh, sense i think going on along with a growing mistrust of what has become known as msn that's mainstream media in the new millennium that's and that's i've got to agree there is a major mistrust of uh, mainstream media there's been an erosion in respect for the political process yep and a backlash against the corporate world particularly multinational corporations again very true it is particularly strong among youth um he goes on to say to some extent there are links to the raging battles over the environment that have been waged over the past 20 years okay and i'll just give the rest of it it's talking about some climate change issues and their arguments um it, he goes on to say they have accepted the science of climate change with arguments based upon evidence and research and felt alienated as governments globally have bowed to vested interests and deliberately undermined or openly fought an attempt to wind back carbon emissions now however continuing on a vocal portion are rejecting the science of epidemiology in favor of loaded arguments and half-baked ideas from charlatans some of the some of whom emanate from the fringes of extreme right-wing ideology uh, i'd have to say this is not right-wing ideology there's a lot of people out there who disagree um and it's more because they'd like to take their time with doing things and they don't want their rights for a free choice to be taken from them um, and others who have who want to exploit the situation for personal gain and it goes on here in a subtitle where climate meets COVID-19. For decades, concerns about the environment and, and global warning have been portrayed either as a left-leaning or youth-oriented issue by conservative governments, big, big business, and sections of the media. Uh, 
climate and the environment were reshaped and transformed from a scientific debate into a battle over political ideology. Uh, in the process, science and scientists have been demonized and ridiculed, often by those who know little, if anything, about the scientific process just for doing their job. So should it come as a surprise then that suspicion around vaccines has arisen, and occasionally from sources where you would least expect it? The intersection between government and big business, large pharmaceutical companies that stand to make huge profits from vaccines has only added to the fear and mistrust there's been elevated that's been elevated by the extended lockdowns that have damaged in some cases permanently the livelihoods and businesses of large sectors of the population damage that flows onto personal lives relationships and mental health it is not an environment conducive to rational thought and argument i don't know where he gets where he's the the one to tell us that this is not you know in an environment conducive to rational thought so apparently if you're under stress or if you're in a if your business is struggling and you're in danger of losing your business and your house or something what you cannot you can no longer have rational thought or argue rationally in his opinion apparently not it goes on to say so life liberty and and horse worm paste <laughs> the suspicions become even more outlandish illogical and extreme when the concept of individual liberty I love this line the concept of individual liberty and regulation are woven into the issue now for starters how is it outlandish or illogical and extreme when the concept of individual liberty you have to have individual liberty if an individual doesn't have liberty then a nation doesn't have liberty the group does not have liberty you can't say that yes this whole group of people have liberty if each individual doesn't have liberty it, that doesn't work it's not a concept and it's not a concept to be mocked just because you want liberty but the way he writes about it and this is what i mean by the disingenuous reporting the way they write about it it's always that twist of you know you shouldn't have this concept of individual liberty how dare you anyway goes on to say pushback against the medicine neatly flows into opposition to a vaccine passport yeah that's because that's exactly what governments and big business are pushing vaccine passports and from there it is not a huge leap toward an orwellian vision of government control and surveillance over the lives of individuals contradictions in all this are manifest again the disingenuous reporting behind all this so it, it yeah he, he is right but they, they're mocking the fact that people go into you know people have their doubts or people have their reservations about the vaccines okay and then when governments and business start talking about vaccine passports and people then start drawing that leap start start taking that leap into okay so we are going to that orwellian vision of government control and that's probably because governments have been telling us as i've said just before you know we can only have our free don't just because we have 80 percent vaccination um berejiklian saying doesn't mean you get your freedoms back it doesn't mean it 
It's not the imagination of the people. This is what the governments are saying. This is what the government leaders are saying. So he goes on to say, almost everyone arguing along these lines carries a mobile phone that tracks and records their every movement. They engage on social media sites that collate precise and intimate data around every possible and personal facet of their life, which is then is sold to whomever wants to buy it. All that is conveniently ignored. Okay, and it goes on. The vast majority of the current crop of COVID-19 vaccine opponents would have been vaccinated as children. Well, that would be me. Against everything from diphtheria and influenza to polio and tetanus. And as adults would readily have taken antibiotics or some other prescription drug at some stage in the recent past. Then there is the conflict between, in extreme cases, the willingness to ingest a horse deworming paste. Now... This is what I'm talking about, disingenuous reporting. When he starts talking about ingest a horse deworming paste, okay? It's different medicine. It's what they use on horses is not the same product that is used on people. What Joe Rogan did and the medicine that he took was prescribed to him by a doctor, by a doctor. It wasn't just given to him by a veterinarian. So the so perfect case of disingenuous reporting. It's actually he's actually really lying, to be straight up. Okay, so to ingest a horse deworming paste to ward off the effects of COVID-19 while resisting a vaccine because big pharma will not tell you what is in it. Who makes in um who makes Invermectin, anyone? Okay, obviously it's Big Pharma who makes Invermectin, and this is the drug that Joe Rogan took, and that's been getting a lot of publicity. But he's missing the point. Like I said, the the disingenuous reporting behind all this. It Invermectin, okay, different uh, a different makeup of that drug is used for for horses for this deworming, but it's a completely different makeup altogether that's used on humans. And it's actually prescribed by a doctor. So he's just really straight up lying. So he goes on to point out that it would be Merck, which is the um, the big pharma, the pharmaceutical company that makes Invermectin. All this, okay, is to say that these reporters, and especially the ABC, they love to twist everything around if it doesn't really suit their narrative. I'll tell you why I am personally um, hesitant about getting the COVID-19 vaccination right now. For one, uh, I'm looking at other countries and like I said before, you look at Israel, they've already hit their third um, booster shot this year. Now, we're talking in under 12 months, they're looking at getting a booster. And I look at that and think, well, that's not normal. Uh, you know, I never got my flu vaccination and the doctor rang me up and said, hey, Jay, you have to come back in and have a booster. And I'm like, what? I only got the vaccination six months ago. Yeah, but, you know, things are bad. Get a booster. Not only that, they're looking at doing a fourth booster. Under 12 months, they want a fourth shot of COVID-19 for a booster of, co- of the COVID-19 vaccination. So in my mind, I sit there going, you know what? 
I want to wait it out. And there's a lot of other people that think that say they are not anti-vaxxer. They're not anti-vaccination at all. But they still want to be able to wait and make the choice when they want to make the choice. That is the difference. And like I said, it's not up to politicians to tell us whether we have freedoms or not. It's not up to these reporters to tell us what we can and can't do. And quite frankly, I'm sick of reporters who twist all the information and don't just report news, don't just report facts, but constantly twist the facts according to their narrative and what they are trying to, the agenda that they have. That's not reporting. It's not just giving the news. It's you giving your opinion. I'm giving you my opinion. I'm telling you straight up. Anyway, hey, I've got uh, a couple of more things I want to talk about. I can't keep going on about the ABC and their crappy reporting. Just drives me nuts. Okay, so the last thing I'd like to talk about, just quickly, this again comes from Sky News Australia go through this headline erasing women new south wales woman of the year could be awarded to a trans woman now it goes on to say women's forum chief executive rachel wong says more and more biological males are being given the opportunity to take the place of women it comes amid revelations the recipient of next year's new south wales woman of the year award could be awarded to a transgender woman Ms. Wong says this is the latest in a series of moves to erase women both in Australia and globally. It wasn't sort of a big shock horror because this has been happening for a long time now, she said. Women women are being progressively pushed out. Look, I, I do agree with Ms. Wong um, that women are being progressively pushed out, but you know, this, this statement, a series of moves to erase women. I don't think it's just to erase women. It's to erase women and men. Men have been on the, have been in the firing line for a long time trying to erase, erase men and, and, and our identity. You know, you're not allowed to be a, a strong male person at all. You have to be a little bit of a simp. That's what the, that's what the, uh, the, the new media would seem to tell us that's what society seems to push is that you can't be a, a strong male person you've just got to be a little wimp who just uh does what what the women says that's what it comes across as and now oh, the women are being erased i do feel sympathetic to what she's saying but what my only opinion on this my thought on this is this is blatantly obvious where this was heading um it's just been, you know, you could see the writing on the wall a long time ago. I feel very sorry for these people that that are under this delusion that they can change sex. Um, you, you can't change sex. It doesn't matter whether you have uh, an operation and you mutilate your body, get your junk cut off, and, you know, a man becomes a woman or a woman becomes a man. You're just mutilating your body. You're not truly going to be happy you're not truly going to be a person of the opposite sex because it's just not possible that's that's my opinion it's also just fact um yeah like i said i've got nothing really much more to say about this but 
we could see this is this is where all this transgenderism was going we're going to have problems we're going to have greater and greater problems the more we allow it to keep happening the more we keep um the more we keep encouraging it especially within our young children we shouldn't be encouraging it we should be helping these people get through these issues parents need to to parent and encourage their children what it is to be a male and a female okay and encouraging these children and helping them through these issues not just saying oh well you think you're a girl uh, you know well then maybe you are a girl we should talk about that so no you know encouraging them and and educating them properly about what a male and a female is not just going down these delusions anyway like i said nothing much to say about it except obviously this is the kind of thing where society is headed where in well it's currently 2021 where now 2022 we could have the new south wales woman of the year is frank <laughs> anyway hey that's all i've got to say thanks for listening and um i'll see you next time this is a slippery slope I'm out.